0: Diamond in her hat. I'm here with Matt, who is Hello. higher than high. He he's been talking for a little while, and I've been trying to start this episode for like 15 minutes. But I we've been talking a lot about stuff. So yeah. That's why I decided let's get on the let's get on the bike. Let's talk. Let's do this. Get
1: on the bike. Let's get on the let's hop on the bike.
0: because we're, we're British. British Bawa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well this is just this is a miscellaneous one. Yeah, like I I don't know if we can put a topic on this one just because of how lit Matt is. Yeah. Um, I am not lit. I am sober diamond. I haven't even, you know, I haven't had a drink. I was just, I'm existing. So yeah. this will be, you know, a conversation. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so what is ruminating in your mind, Matt? Just talk to me. Oh,
1: geez. Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel like I was just talking about something that was, that was pretty, pretty interesting with an interesting take on things. Um, what was that? I know how to do with sex, because as you do, sexually. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to, the I guess, the topic-ish. The topic. The topic is, uh, it was sexual relations of things. Oh, you were talking about how big
0: humans' eyes are going to get in the future. Oh, that's what it was.
1: Exactly, which is, I guess, was, yes, sexual selection. Okay, but cause that's why we pick how we pick, unfortunately. Um. oh yes but wait that doesn't make sense though if humans like to propagate then never mind I feel like I'm getting into a really weird territory I don't want to be in right now um so on the lighter side of things yeah like when a species has an adaptation that does really well uh it's selected for so like beak size for cracking open nuts or small beak size like long beak size for like you know getting at insects or what have you um those kind of adaptations they're selected for over time and then they're more they become more specialized et cetera, et cetera eyes are a like relatively new adaptation in terms of like the phylogeny of like mammalian development um and eyes are you know fairly recent in like you know what, Chordata I guess um but yeah so that being said Eyes are something that are very, very, like, specialized, very unique. And we know, as humans, through research into, you know, um, optometry and such, that the eye is a crazy, the eye is a cradle of, like, like, I don't know, like, immense skill. Like, the shit that happens in the eye is crazy compared to the rest of the body and compared to other things in the universe. Like, yeah, like, the eyes are crazy. So that being said, they're very specialized tools. Like, eyes are one of the, you know, ways that humans can communicate with the world around them, you know, interact, like, through vision. And I think that as we become a more technologically advanced species, um, we rely heavily have on no vision. I no idea why he's talking about eyes right now. I'm so sorry. You, Because you said that was the topic. Well, that I, I mean, I thought you, you were going to
0: round it back to something we could all talk about. Oh, well, well I don't know. You Imagine said, very high. I love it. <laughs> You're so <laughs> high right now. You're giving us, like, the whole... Background of eyes. Okay, let let's. Talk, I'll, I'll try to give a topic that maybe we can exchange about. Okay, there you um, go. Related to the what well, we've talked about, physicality of our partners. We like uh-huh. right now. My current boyfriend. Um, actually, I'm, We made a TikTok a couple of months ago. Oh my god! I think in December, and I was telling Matt. I'm like, describe my ideal man, and Matt described Donovan to a T. And yeah. this is before I even had met Donovan. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was kind of eerie. <laughs> it was
0: kind of eerie, but it also kind of aligned with someone I was talking to at the time too. Yeah, like Donovan and David. Like they're very different people, but they're uh, very similar when hey, it comes to grand maybe I can teams. see the
1: future, but the future may not always be clear.
0: Yeah, you're like, damn, that looks like somebody I know. Yeah. Oh, it, it's like, <laughs> I remember seeing this YouTube video where it's like a silhouette of. What it looks like, Mickey? It's like a very powerful mat, a rat. Um, <laughs> Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> and it, it turned out it was Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> That's how I picture your thing was. It's like God. I'm seeing a tall white guy with glasses. You know, a schwangin' dick. It might be David. Actually, his name's Donovan.
1: His, yeah, his name I, I saw a D. I just saw a lot of D. You saw a lot of D. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, I don't. No I, pun intended. I won't speak specifically upon me and and Donovan's um, sex life without his permission, Yes, (laughs) but yes. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So,
1: and I only speak of my sex life from my perspective, big facts. So if it's the pillow that night, then that's what it is. (laughs) I'll tell you what the thread count was.
0: (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. So yeah, we were, we were actually, before we got into the eyeball talk, Matt and I were talking about um, how our partners deal with our anxiety and how we deal with our partner's anxiety. Yes.
1: Yes. Emotional so, language.
0: Yeah. So, do you want to go more in depth about how maybe Stephen responds to when you're getting anxious or self-conscious?
1: Yes. So that was something that we had discussed because actually I saw like a, a TikTok about it in our cringe talk watching forums, um, and it was like. It was like, how do you, I don't remember what the TikTok was, but basically the, the, the question that I asked myself whenever I was like listening to that was like, you know, (coughs) how does, how does someone react whenever you feel anxiety? Like, but you care about that person. So that makes you anxious. And, you know, so it's like, it's like navigating your anxiousness together, I guess. And like understanding like a roadmap where they like can intersect. Because it helps to be anxious with someone if it's not about the other person. So, like, if, yes. you can, if you can somehow channel your anxiety into something that they're also anxious about, then you can talk through it.
0: I think one of the... I, I agree with you in that sense that your partner would probably be more able to help you if you're having a moment. Um, if it doesn't necessarily involve them or yes. it's not about them. Yes. Because, like, it's very hard for people to understand what I'm nervous about. Because when I'm nervous about, you know, I I don't know, just something mundane is the exact same way I react to something very serious. Yes. So there's no (laughs) there's no in between. Yeah. So when um I I was crying, like this was before Donovan and I were like in a relationship. This is when we were in that courtship phase. Um, I was crying on the phone to him. Like we were FaceTiming and I was like bawling, crying about I think it was my brother's thing. Yeah. Um and he's just like He's like, I don't know what's going on, but you're very intense right now. Can you like, just give me like a one word, something about what's going on. And I was like, eh, my brothers. He's like, okay, it's your brothers. It's not about me. You're not upset with me. All right. I can help you through this now <laughs> because he, you know, he would definitely have to readjust if it was, I was upset with him about something. Yeah.
1: Cause like whenever you're anxious, as you know, like if you can figure out a way to not be anxious about like, like the least number of things, that's the ideal. So like when I get my anxiety up, it's like I try to think of things that are like more pressing or things that I can't necessarily control because then it makes the other things not seem so bad. So like when I'm anxious, like I'd be like, like if I'm someone's making me like emotionally anxious, you know, like old muscle man or, Mm -hmm. you know, old, um, old lady from Foster's home. um, (laughs) That's what that's what she reminds me of.
0: (laughs) Fucking Madam Foster. That's how she
1: talks. Yes. That's how she talks. Madam
0: Foster's a thug. All girls. But that's
1: the thing. That's how she talks. Like, she's like, like, I was a horse rider. And like, yeah, I used to get up at 4 a.m. and like farm Have horses. You, you, Foster Me and my Foster doesn't dad. sound
0: like that. Hold no, on. No, I
1: know what Madame Foster sounds like. But Colleen, that's her voice, though. Oh. I was using her voice with like... and oh. being Basically, she talked big game. How much of it is true, I'll never know. Because the woman is like, you know, up there. Um, Colleen is a very nice woman. I just think she has a lot of trauma. that, unfortunately, she did not process yeah. until at a very late age, if at all, and unfortunately there's nothing you can do about
0: that. Donovan's friends bailed on him, and I'm like, damn it, I wish you would have came and hung out with me then. Meh! <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I 100% agree with you, but, you know, on the flip side, um, what if you are, well, I guess, okay, I'll, I'll give you specific examples. Donovan and I are now in a relationship, like we're officially monogamous two people. You stop making that noise because they can hear it. <laughs>
1: They can hear it in that. has been a long time. The damn chips. Yes. <laughs> the crackers. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> 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 is this to it?
0: Is it American
1: <laughs> oh, girl, no. I, I, That's I, I, gonna get me going. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um
0: when so I I Donovan and I are we're we're a little over a month of being like officially together. Uh so we definitely both have moments where we are like oh god i said something or i did something wrong and other person's gonna dislike me or want to break up and most recently we um we had a discussion about my perception about him in a certain area of society and we 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 don't even have to get into it because it's not important but at the end of the conversation he was like Um, You know, we got off the phone, he texted me and he's like, you know, I'm really worried that you, you know, you dislike me because of my views or my opinions. And I'm I'm really trying hard to articulate them correctly because we both agree on the same things. And I'm scared that every time I bring up something like this, it makes you dislike me and then you're going to break up with me. And so in that moment, he was anxious about how I perceived him. So I had to like step in and reassure him and be like, listen, this is you know we we do at the end of the day agree on the same thing about these topics you just navigated a different way i navigated another way you are high as fuck matt your eyes aren't even open (laughs) i'm staring at you right now you're like (laughs) i gotta snap a picture of you when you're not looking because you are high (laughs) um
1: i'm just so intrigued by your like like what you're saying
0: but (laughs) so what i had to do well actually before this um before this, when he would get anxious, he would I would ask him, what would make you feel better right now in this moment? Because I don't want to assume what makes Diamond happy would make you happy. So for him, it's like, you know, we, we were having a very intense conversation. You didn't call me, you know, baby or honey bun, because that's what I call him, he's my honey bun. Um, and it just makes me nervous because of that. He's like, you know, if you know we can shift into a softer conversation. I'm like, okay, sweetheart, yes, absolutely. Yes, I will call you my honey bun. You're still my honey bun. You're my sweetness. I, you know, I adore you. I, I don't want you like I'm not going to use pet names when we're having serious conversations because I feel like that could be condescending.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Where it's like, babe, come on. The prison industrial system. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no, it is very condescending. Yeah,
0: and I'm like, don't call me baby. I'm not your baby girl right now. We're talking about how we adults. Get we're having
1: an adult conversation.
0: Yes, <laughs> but in the end of the day, like we are, we definitely have the same views on almost everything but not things that are like yeah. messed up like his he's about pr- prison reform I'm about taking them all in the back with a shotgun
1: so that's where we <sighs> differ a lot Oh facts though Yes we <laughs> I love it I love it that way
0: Yeah that's where we differ and that's where we get our most heated conversations but yes um for him he just wants us to go back to how we were before the conversation began that makes him feel safe. That makes him feel as though I'm not upset with him. And that's easy fix for me. I can yeah. be like, babe. That is yes. an easy
1: compromise. That yeah. is a compromise that is not compromising. I, I wish there was a word for that. That I is a know.
0: compromise that is not compromising. I like that. Yeah, but
1: I, like, we need to make a, because that's a confusing ass like concept. Um,
0: what is a compromise? Yeah. I'm going to Google. Maybe it's something. yeah. Maybe, maybe there um, is a word for a it. A compromise that isn't. Compromising. That isn't. Compromising, they'll be like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> they'll be like, what are you talking?"
1: About? Um, damn, I don't think. ah, Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just it, it's it's the concept of like, it's one of those things where it's like it's a small change that is not going to overly affect who you are as a person. It's like you know what, I could do this. I could do this better, or you know, th- this is a better way. Yeah, I'll do it. You know, why not? It's easier on everybody, you know? And I mean, I guess that's personal growth, but.
0: <laughs> well, definitely. And that's something that I try to emphasize to him when we have conversations like that. I, I tell him that, listen, this is a, because Donovan, poli-sci major, he adores debates. He adores conversations about society. That is what he thrives on. I get heated very, very quickly. Because I'd be like, no fuck that shit gonna Shoot that bitch. But that's not Same. says the fucking master's degree person who studied this shit. I'm like and it's like, so what's your thesis over? The right bullet to kill pedophiles. And why I do not want to waste my tax money trying to rehabilitate them. Yes. Rehabilitate yourself in hell. That's what I think. But um yeah, he, he he's very that's that's his area of expertise and that's his area of like he he loves it. Some so, things can't be
1: rewired. Yeah. That's, that's, it's just like science, it's as biologically simple as some things can't be rewired.
0: You know, sometimes you got to take them out back and.
1: Like our brain is literally an an amalgamation of like elect, of like microscopic wires. Like you're telling me that there's not going to, that shit's not going to short out every like, I don't know, millionth one. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, where you have like an Ed Kemper type situation. Like that shit's very clearly like a brain defect and he caught it.
0: And that's the scary part. Like, if we we can talk about Ed Kipper all night, because I've got some opinions on him, man. He's scary, but he's fascinating. Yeah, very fascinating. And, like, I would love to talk to him, but I'm scared of what he would say.
1: He'd probably read me, like, a fucking book. (laughs) But, like, RuPaul, but funny.
0: (laughs) He just said Ed Kipper's RuPaul but funny. About the same height. (laughs) (laughs) Nightgiver's like 6'9". RuPaul's like 7 feet tall when Look, she's in her heels. I I...
1: I hate RuPaul. I fucking hate RuPaul. Oh, shit. You are about to get canceled. A sniper the gay mafia, yes. I'm about to be... <laughs> I'm a cancel gate. They're going to bust time, like... through my
0: windows. They're going to dox you.
1: Yeah. And RuPaul's oh, going to
0: walk in and like force you into one of her music videos. And that's your punishment. Oh, God. Ooh. It's going to be Kitty Girl Part 2. <laughs> but you actually have to dress up as a cat. No, I furry... want to do, do
1: Glamazon.
0: <laughs> no, because she knows you hates furries, so she's going to make you dress up as a furry, bitch. and you're going to be Kitty Girl Part 2. Oh, my
1: God. This fucking bitch. Yeah. RuPaul, you hug. She's
0: going to walk you on a leash in public <clears throat> at an airport.
1: She's gorgeous, though. I will say that. Oh, yeah,
0: she's phenomenally, like,
1: beautiful. Yeah, beautiful fucking oh. full. Oh, God dang. Yeah. But
0: back to what we were talking about, not his hatred for RuPaul. Um when we get into conversations like that, I um, I can get a little more heated, but he, he gets enticed by that. And it's not like sexually enticed. I'm not It's not like we're banging after we have this conversation because usually I'm like, give me a second because I almost slapped the shit out of you right now. <laughs> but it, And then I bounce back and I also tell him that these conversations do not directly affect our relationship. Yeah. Nor do they affect the way that I look at you. You and I agree on... The majority of things in society where they're wrong how they can be fixed perhaps perhaps not we also have a slightly different approach to educating white people on discrimination and stuff um we have a completely different thing on that but i told them that we can have conversations like this but it doesn't directly affect our relationship so Unless you
1: come, like, out of the blue with some sideways shit.
0: Yeah. Now, if you're coming over here talking about black lives don't matter, then that affects our relationship. <laughs> yes, obviously. But he, he, he's not. That's not him. Um, but I, I tell him when it comes to, like, broad topics, yeah, I might get a little heated because I'm a passionate person. Yeah. But I'm not going to break up with you because you think that prisons should be reformed. I'm not going to be like, fuck you. I, I don't want to be yeah. with you. I'm going to go find a new guy Yeah, who that's doesn't meet any of my needs. No, but who yeah. believes that we should take him in the back and shoot him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not that's. And I think he he's his last girlfriend was accustomed to like just kind of, just you know, eh, eh. eh. That's a, that's a weird way of putting it, but it's eh. But I'm older than him. I'm also like because he's 22. I'm 26. <laughs> Bitch, I'm
1: 27, about to be 28. <laughs> I'm oh shit, it's March, Diamond. I'm 28 in three months. Oh my God! Ah, <laughs> death. Oh, I found
0: out recently that Megan Thee Stallion's only two days early, um, older than me. She was born on the fifteenth. Girl, that same your, year. Should have been
1: your number, girl. They should have been your.
0: They could have been you. I mean, girl. if I would have like stopped eating, <laughs> you telling saying, me, girl, don't eat. I mean, she looked good, so probably not. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and I think it's important when you're dealing with your significant other's anxiety is to analyze okay, so, oh, this is a problem I have with him though. See, I've been singing his praises, but this is a problem I have with him. He is a man, which means he is solution oriented, not particularly a good listener. Because sometimes I just like the vent. Sometimes, and in most cases, Diamond, Already has the, the solution. Yeah. 100%. I already know what I'm going to do. I just want to bitch and moan about it for a few minutes and go through the other things I could possibly do. But best believe I already have the solution. Yeah. He is solution oriented. So when I come hit him with a problem, well, what did you thought of this? Da, 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 da. I'm like, babe, I need you to be quiet for five minutes. I just need to vent. Yeah. I already know how I'm going to solve this problem. In fact, the problem's already solved. I just want to come and tell you about how angry I was about the
1: problem. Yes. Because venting, how, like... Cause like the entire time, the entire the, so whenever you deal with problems like that, like especially when it comes to having a up another, mm-hmm. because you know like you have to be really weary of spending so much time with someone. Like Stephen and I live together, so you have to be really weary of spending so much time with someone that the things that you process throughout a day or throughout a week or throughout a month or whatever don't reflect in a relationship because you don't because it's not the other person's fault. Yeah, and you do, and and it, it's it's not their fault, and it shouldn't be their fault. And if you cannot process your own traumas or your or your a, a majority of your own shit on your own, then you're you're not bringing all the positivity that you can to the relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because you're gonna like your emotions are gonna start affecting you. They're gonna start affecting your partner. You're gonna start blaming them for things, and it's not their fault. And then it's just it's it's a really ugly circle from that point. Because once you get into that, then it becomes a routine, and it's really hard to break out of that. Because then you have to all of a sudden stop talking. You have to all of a sudden stop communicating. That's the only way to to do it. And Mm -hmm. when you stop communicating altogether, then problems arise. And it's just, it's a vicious cycle. And so that's one of the things that I think is a lot of humans get comfortable with that kind of thing. Especially Mm -hmm. if they both come from like traumatic backgrounds in communication. Yeah. I luckily had an opportunity to, you know, correct and, you know, um, grow on a lot of the things that I learned as a kid. I mean... If I had taken any of the shit that I learned as a kid in communication from my mom and my sister and applied it to any life any situation that I've ever been in that's been tough in my life, I would not be where I am right now. Yeah. I would be very much homeless. And like I would be like my sister.
0: Yeah, your sister is fucked all the way up.
1: Yeah. I would be like my sister and I would have no friends.
0: Just like your sister.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would be my sister. I would literally if, if that's what happened and because that's essentially what happened. You know, my sister and I could have had the very like the same opportunities throughout everything, you know. And she took an easier, what she thought was an easier route, which I guess was unfortunately what everyone preaches to small, you know, small town Southern girls: find you a find man and have a, a baby. Man
0: and have a baby.
1: Boom, problem and he solved. He going
0: take care of you for the rest of his life because he's a good
1: country man. Girl. And boom, and then your life is set. You have nothing else to worry about ever, except where to where to be buried. That's literally your only concern at that point.
0: Like, at this... He has to
1: make the money, and if he doesn't, then he's a piece of shit, and then you find the next dude in his friends list to try it with. Which is literally how it works It's a
0: vicious cycle of codependency.
1: Oh, (laughs) the most vicious of cycles. The
0: viciousest of cycles. Yeah. Oh, gosh.
1: And that's why I'm really glad that Steven is such an independent person. Like, he has... He has... Steven thrives in independence, and I love that because my anxiety like i'm a caretaker and one of my biggest anxieties is when i'm a caretaker is that someone's not gonna like you know what i'm saying like that someone's Mm -hmm. gonna need too much of my attention and i'm not gonna be able to like keep up with it and that's why i never really wanted like that's why i'm not a clingy person and i didn't want to be with a clingy person yeah because i i have so much to give but like if i give too much my anxiety Starts freaking out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm panicking and not doing enough. And it's, that's a vicious cycle in itself. Oh, yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm giving you what I'm giving you. And you're cool with that. And in fact, if, if I need to give a little less, you're cool with that too. Yeah. And vice versa. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes I have extra. And he's like, you know what? I could use a little extra this month. You know what I'm saying? Or this mm-hmm. this time frame, this, you know, moment. And Yeah. And that's why I like it. Like, Stephen and I have a very, like, good understanding of each other's emotional languages. And that's not to say that we're, like, experts or anything. Far from. I think the thing is, like, we're both learning. Because we're fucking, like, 27. We're by no means grown humans. On the scale of, like, humanity, like, if a person can live to be, like, 100 years old now, like, that's a whole ass century. A lot of shit can happen in 100 years. And humans... I don't think they're mature until they're very near that. Truly. If you think about maturity.
0: like eh, I'll debate that. I feel like that a lot of people are like, well, I do this because I'm no mature. Um, you are 36 years old. Get a goddamn job.
1: Yes. But like, okay. So.
0: Are we talking emotional maturity? Yes.
1: Emotional maturity. Okay. Not like actual maturity. Like, can you survive on your own? Not like, well, I not mean, like that also be, Well, yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. For sure. That is definitely a factor. But I'm, I'm saying exclusively, like, you know, because we're talking about, like, emotional understanding. So, yeah, definitely like emotional maturity. Like, we'll start learning how to navigate dealing with our emotions. Mm. That's what I mean. You know what I'm saying? And I think that a lot of people, because you can't experience everything, especially if you're young. You haven't experienced a lot of things yet. Yeah. And all the different ways that the world can hurt you and all the different ways that the world can, like, like fuck up. I off. mean,
0: if you're lucky. If you're lucky. You haven't experienced everything. You haven't experienced everything.
1: But there are some people who have experienced a lot and there's some people who have not experienced as much. Mm -hmm. And there's some people who have experienced, you know, in between or whatever. And I feel like if you can sort of connect like on those levels, then I think it like, I don't know, it's, it's just another form of like being able to like empathize with that person in a lot of different ways. And I think that helps an understanding of like their situation. and also helps put yours into perspective.
0: I agree. I, and I also think that part of like the relationship navigation process when it comes to anxieties is if you find a person who's willing to work with you and you're willing to work with them, you're essentially just um you're just healing them from their childhood because that's a lot of where our anxieties come from our childhood
1: <laughs>
0: You tried you tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you we're, we're, we're trying to heal from our childhoods because um I see a therapist pretty regularly um every other week or so and a lot of the things that I'm scared about in my relationships stems from a lack of love or stability in my childhood so um one of the things is I can detach from something easily or I hold people at arm's distance because I have not felt reliable when with my like connections with other people, I'm which makes it hard because you know Donovan is a lovey dovey sweetheart man and. You know, I, it's, it's weird to me even when we're out and about. And like today we went out for breakfast um, and I wore like a cute dress and I got this new shawl from Torrid and like I felt cute. And you know, immediately we get out the car. We literally drove there together. He gives me a big hug and like we're walking up there and he wants to hold my hand and he wants to give me a hug and he's like telling me how pretty I am. And I'm like, this is so fucking weird, but I like it, but I don't know how to process it. So if you ever see he and I together, like if he gives me a hug or a kiss, I look like a weird little child. Because I'm just like, I get all grinny and like, I like, my yeah. shoulders get up and I'm like, yay. <laughs> because like, I don't know how to process it. Like, other people be like, oh, yes, bitch, Ugh, suck it, or whatever. I don't know what they say to, I don't know what they say to her <laughs> second But for me, it's like, oh, this guy who I find very attractive and who makes me very happy also feels the same way for me. We've had this, he and I've had these conversations about how we view each other. And he's like, you, I hope you know I'm like obsessed with you. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I I don't see why, I don't understand why, but you know, please continue to do so. It still boggles my mind. And I think it's just as a kid, I wasn't accustomed to not necessarily someone being obsessed with me, but someone being that reliable with me. Yeah. Yeah. And the people who were closest to me were not reliable as far as affection went. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a black household, a black Christian household, which meant that if I hugged my dad, people called me fast, which is fucking inappropriate to tell a child, oh my God. like hugging her dad or sitting near him or like laying her head on his shoulder when I'm like, fuck, I don't know what great I was like a young kid, like in grade school, they're like, oh, she's so fast. Get away from your daddy, little girl. Like what, what, what am I doing over here oh my talking God. to my dad? That's got you so fucking up in arms. So even my idea of affection was so warped at a young age because I didn't know what was appropriate and I'm like okay I can't talk to my dad alone because girl like people think that's fucking weird so, like, when I grew up and I got relationships and started dating people, I'm like, what's normal? You know, oh, we shouldn't talk to each other much. Oh, we can't be seen in public together because that might be inappropriate. Even though you're my whole ass boyfriend and I just, what, finished sucking your dick what or whatever the situation was. It, it's, it's so weird, but I think it's basically we're trying to navigate the things that we did not get in our childhood and trying to process that in the relationships we're having now.
1: Yep. Which, you know, is evidence of we're still learning, you know. This is all a learning process and, you know, I think it's nice to be able to, you know, find someone in the learning process who learns the same way as you and or in a similar way and just vibe with that person.
0: Just vibing.
1: You know, and if that's not love, I don't know what is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What is this? Woodstock? What? <laughs> I mean... The context is there. <laughs> the context is there. I'm not gonna defend that one. Woodstock. The context what is, is this?
0: There. Woodstock? Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting, like you know, being in this relationship because, um, as if you listen to the podcast regularly, yeah. you know about the other guys and the big, big baddie of the situation has been. David yeah um and I know I said a couple of episodes ago I'm not gonna use people's names but David doesn't listen to this at all yeah and neither does anyone that fucks with David um and like you wouldn't you wouldn't even know y'all don't know anybody I know okay <laughs> but yeah um it's such a stark difference from David to Donovan um and it, it's weird because David and I have known each other for over a year now well we don't talk but um over a year now that we've dealt with each other. Wow, what is going on with you?
1: Are you uh, my eye just like... Is,
0: is your eye dry? Damn, you must be really high. You must want to go to bed. <sighs> eh. <laughs> but it, it's very different because David is very affectionate behind closed doors. Yeah. Very affectionate. Like, Matt, I don't know. You, were, were you here when he had the breakdown in the living room? No. I, I... I swore you were here, or maybe you were away doing something.
1: Probably, I mean, yeah, most. No, probably you
0: probably. were here. You were here because you were the one that let him. Op- you opened the door for him. Then I, I must have left
1: shortly after.
0: Maybe I don't know. Well, he had a whole breakdown in my foyer when I told him that we were not going to be like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Y'all have heard the story. Go back and listen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's Call back. Of, yeah,
0: I think it's one of the. It's episodes. definitely,
1: there's definitely not an episode back. Somewhere. Yeah,
0: I think it's an episode about I distinctly um, remember finding out I was the other woman.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's definitely it. it. It's labeled finding I was the other woman, something like that, whatever. But Donovan is affectionate behind closed doors and outwardly just uh-huh. in the world. Yeah, um, and that's different for me because I'm accustomed to like secretive shit uh-huh. um, or people who just suddenly like, yeah, I'm your man now. Um, Travis.
1: Oh, God. Jeez. Like the fucking. Ugh. Like, ugh. I, I want to call them like. Oh, I don't know. I want to call them crabs. Because like crabs cling on to things. So do roaches. Yeah, I guess just any scavenger.
0: Well, with his. His problem was he and I had only spoken for a week. A full week. Like from matching on Tinder to him getting kicked out of my house. That's, that's, that's what happened. And he was like, yeah, I understand you. I know everything about you, blah, blah, blah. I can read you like a book. You've been hurt in the past, girl. Let me heal you. Like, would not even let me speak for myself because he assumed he knew everything about me. And that stems from him being in a relationship with the same woman for five years. Donovan, Donovan's learning as time goes by. Like he, he's, you know, picked on a few things, but he's definitely not saying, yep, I got, oh God, I'm acting like him. Hold on, Sorry. <laughs> That's how he does. Like that's how you know he's about to say something. Like if, if when you see him again and y'all have a conversation, if he does this, right. So let's get into it. Just know he's about to talk your fucking ear off, and he's about to pull out data, dates, everything. Okay, so
1: facts, because like I'm a scientist, so I like my data. Oh, he's a data-driven person. Show me the person. data. He was like, show. Great. Me the data. Let's talk about this. Show. Let's talk me the about data. everything.
0: And I'm like, oh, show Donovan, please. Show me the data. He's a show data-driven show person.
1: Bitch, I took senior press. I, like, data was our fucking final fucking project.
0: It's it's a fascinating thing dating a guy who's. Oh, I love who, data. You know, is he pulls data out like that. I'm like, dude, shut the
1: fuck up. I also really love datum. Data? Datum. Is the, that A like, singular data.
0: Oh, is that. Yeah, really? Datum. datum yeah, okay. Datum. I didn't know that.
1: A singular point or thing of data.
0: Datum. Datum. Da 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 da
1: Um Yeah. Is that copyrighted? Oh, I hope not.
0: I don't think so. Like what is that from? Are you are you monetized? No. Oh wait, well no, it's hard to explain. Um this is brought to you by Anchor. <laughs> it's free, but that you can get sponsorships and people would pay oh, okay. you to talk about their thing. Um So I don't know what Looney Tunes. Are they going to come? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I wish
1: WB Warner Bros.
0: (laughs) Batman kicks my window in. (laughs) He's a Warner Bros. Wait, no. Yeah, no,
1: Batman actually is definitely Warner Bros. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because I was thinking of WB Kids.
1: Yeah. That was Warner Bros. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Warner Bros. is like, was one of the cartoon moguls. Oh, God. Yeah. But they they've, they've, they've consolidated one. so much over the years that they ha- they own a bunch of shit which oh wait, who owns Warner Bros? Shit, does Time
0: Warner Cable? I don't know. <laughs>
1: does Disney own Warner
0: Bros? Who owns Warner Bros? Okay, Holy hold shit. on. Yeah, Let me, let's we, see. We got to do some some digging. Warner
1: Brothers. This is on public record too. So
0: Warner Brothers is a subsidiary of AT&T's.
1: Oh wait. Fuck. Okay, who owns AT&T because I know what AT&T Shit, is, is
0: Warner Brothers owned by Disney?
1: <laughs> is um, it? Cause that'd be crazy. No.
0: Oh, it's not. Shit. Wait, wait, hold on. Okay, hold on. Who? Who? Okay, hey Siri. Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Who owns Warner Brothers?
1: one option is warner brothers studio
0: girl i did not ask you to take me to warner brothers who
1: owns warner brothers apple's (laughs) (laughs) warner media series like nah i know exactly where you want to go oh no
0: warner brothers is owned by warner media
1: Okay, so and Warner owns-
0: Media owns Turner Broadcasting, Warner Brothers Pictures, CNN, AT and T, HBO, Disney, Time Warner Cable, Viacom. So Warner is
1: the overarching everything. Oh shit! God damn!
0: Wait, no, they don't own Disney, but Disney wants them. Mm. All right, so now we know. All right, okay. there we go. According to what I just looked up. All right, um, I don't know why the oh, I don't know. If they, if they tell me I can't use it I just gotta take
1: it off yeah that's it okay
0: we're not singing an Animaniacs theme song we're just singing a random da 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 what ha- fanfare oh yeah okay I, we've been talking a lot okay yes, Um, closing thoughts Matt of this miscellaneous talking because um, this is just how do you talking. close
1: thoughts on miscellaneous things
0: da 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 da
1: that's, that's, all all that, 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 that's definitely copyrighted. Um, it
0: has concluded, people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, can't that. you can't copyright this
0: can't copyright that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't stutter. It's like, I don't have a speech impediment. This is the conclusion, people.
1: <laughs> did you
0: did you know that the original Porky Pig, the guy who voiced him, actually had a real stutter and it took them like six hours to record one episode. That's why he got fired. And that's when, I don't know if it was Mel Blank. Was it Mel Blank? Whoever was like the long time Porky Pig came along cause he didn't have a stutter. He knew how to stutter. Could you imagine getting fired for being a stuttering person who was supposed to voice a stuttering pig?
1: Wow, that's fucked.
0: Yeah, they're like in the basement. They're like, he's like, like, God dang it. You have one line! One goddamn line! And we've been in here for six hours! The trolley car done left! They drew all the seasons! And you still up here going, bitch! <"B-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-B-b-b-b-2> <laughs> That's what you are! Call Mel Blake. At least he can do that shit on cue. Oh, shit. And the current, <laughs> the current guy who voices almost everyone on... I know we said we we're gonna end this, but... um, God, what is it? Um... I know his name because I'm, I'm obsessed with him. He's he's a Canadian, he's an Asian Canadian guy who voices pretty much all of the cartoons now. Um, Bugs Bunny, what's his name, what's his name, what's his name,
1: what's his name, what's his name? Oh, you know there's another awesome voice actor? Carlos Carlos Rocky.
0: Yes,
1: oh my God, hold on. I'm trying to pull him up, I'm trying to pull him up. What's his name?
0: Eric Bauza, Eric Bauza. Since 2008 he has voiced um, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Marvin the Martian, Peppy Le Pew, Tweety, Speedy Gonzales, Barnard Dog, Woody Woodpecker, Boo Boo Bear, Ranger Smith, Adam Ant, Scrappy Doo, and Dino. Damn. Yeah, he's he's scrapping it up. And he's kind of cute. Ooh. Yeah. But he's a family. Oh. Gross. This is really the end of the fucking episode. Bye!